Good evening, November Foxtrot. We're joined this week by Chris from Vortex Optics. Well, Chris, are you from Vortex or are you from CSW? Because I've had a nightmare trying to brand this on Instagram for the last few days. (laughs) It's what confuses everybody. I am, to use my official title, the Operations Director for CSW, who are Vortex Optics UK distributor. So no, I don't work for Vortex. Um, but we, yeah, it, they have, I forget the number, but I, uh, every country tends to have one or two UK distributors. So I am that UK distributor. Cool. But yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. We like that. So do you get um, direct from Vortex then? Yes. So my, um, so the way it worked with me is that Vortex Optics based in Wisconsin in the US, I will order in from them and, and they send it to me. Um, and then I distribute onto shops. So no one sort of buys direct from me. I, I then sort of handle, I want to say 300 UK accounts up and down uh, UK and Northern Ireland. So that's that's how we come into it. That all oh, makes wow. sense. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, so hi, Terry, Damien, Kenny, Andy. Oh, right, Andy. Right. <laughs> Harry. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hi, Danny. So, um, yeah, how are we all doing? I know Lance, Lance and I were at uh, Legion last weekend, so I know we're probably we still We were indeed. From that. It was fabulous, wasn't it? How good was that good. event? My leg yeah. is genuinely the same colour as my T-shirt right now because I've proper stacked it onto a pile of rubble. Um, I was, I, I, for a moment, I was quite concerned about your tumble you took, but then you, the way you styled it out and just like leant back against the wall and went like... It was a bit of a Hamlet moment. I wasn't waiting for a big stogie to come out the top pocket and just go, oh, I'm not moving for a bit. It was very well spelled out, your tumble. Helium level. Did he not squeal at no, helium, was no helium, helium level? You know what? There was no helium level. There was no. He- it was on par with, um, with Rage's tumble he took at APOC uh, a year or so back. It was it was good going. It was good. I don't know if there's any camera footage of it surfaced yet, but I'm, I'll be excited to see it. I've never <laughs> broken my leg, but I was genuinely on the cusp of thinking that I had... <laughs> <laughs> it was that level of pain. So, hi Pegasus, thanks for joining. Um, evening, gentlemen. So yeah, this this evening we're obviously joined by Chris. Uh, so we're going to be talking all things optics. Um, there's a few questions that have already come in on Instagram. Uh, thanks Excellent. to Rage and Silly Gilly. Um, but if you want to throw a uh, question into the chat, please just add a little cue to the start of it. Uh, it just makes us easier to find them. Um, but other than that, cool. Chris, do you want to do you want to just launch into it and tell us yeah. a bit more about you? So, I mean, just to introduce from, from my point of view, when I started to work with, with Vortex Optics, we became their UK distributor like five years ago. Um, and so, I mean, I played Airsoft probably since I was 12. I'm 35 now. Uh, so, like, I've been back and forth in, in, like, the Airsoft stopped, came back, stopped, came back and all of that. Uh, yeah, we took on Vortex. Uh, I think one of the things everybody kind of knows Vortex for is the is the warranty. I brought some cool examples. Um, like I said, I was like, I really hope someone can remind me where I got this. Uh, well, melted uh, one to four um, God. crossfire and cantilever mount because it came off an airsoft um, safe zone where something just caught fire, uh, burnt the safe zone down, and and someone dug through to find this, which is the the most amazing thing. Um, and then sent it into us, and they said, "If I remember, they sent it in wrapped really nicely, uh, so it wouldn't." <laughs> it was it was the most adorable package I think I've seen, and it was like 
thank you for, for yeah. yeah no damage incurred during transit. I like to add. <laughs> 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 I, was like, I was waiting for it to come in and be like, oh, I, it doesn't hold zero. I can't work out why. Or just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. back on it. it just doesn't yeah. quite sit on the rail properly. <laughs> so, I mean, to be fair, it's you can see the X reticule still in, in here, which I thought was really like int sorry, interesting. But yeah, it just carried this problem out. So um covered by the warranty, although it's accidental. So we just we sent them out a new mount and a new one to fall. Um but yeah, so that's that's sort of but that's how we work with, with Vortex Optics when we handle their warranties here in the UK. Um every now and again a show or something like that, someone will come along and be like, You replaced my or like you fixed my my optic or whatever. Um, which is always nice. Um the other thing is like convincing people it's a real warranty which is why I take these to shows and, and like, no, I promise it's not like a trick. Um, and then there's always the question, like, what happens if Vortex Optics just disappear? Um, they just got a $2.7 billion US military contract, so they're probably around for <laughs> a little while longer. Yeah, um, safe to say, I think. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's uh, quite guaranteed, isn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was huge. I mean, I'd seen like they were pitching for this contract a while ago, and there was this really cool optic. Uh, they've done some awesome podcasts on it. But some of the tech that they put in there was, like, or is phenomenal. Um, I'm trying to think what I'm allowed to say. Um, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> what secrets everything you can tell us everything yeah. Chris, that, just, it's just you three right quiet. there's no one else right exactly yeah. Yeah. I waste the guy like, just off camera I'm worried about Chris is just looking at you going <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. I start seeing like emails coming through saying look stop telling them secrets yeah. um, <laughs> this is when two men just take you away <laughs> where's Chris gone <laughs> <laughs> camera just coming uh, reactive reticules in there. I'm trying to think of the official press release. There's some cool electronic kit in there, but underneath it all, it's still like a standard optic. So there's still a reticule because the thing is, if there was uh, like a EMP that knocked out all the electronics, can the squad infantry weapon still be used? And yes, it can. Mm -hmm. um, so underneath it, it's not just like a, a like red dot or something like that. It's still like an etched one to eight reticule um, LPVO, which I always get confused on. Um, and then end up calling them like LVPO or whatever, but low power variable optic, um, which is the, yeah, my big book of industry terms that I had to, to learn, um, and still forget about, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and they keep adding, I mean, we put, they put a new, uh, one to eight strike Eagle in the range a couple of weeks ago. That's first focal plane. Um, I'm sorry, because I'm going to mention loads of stuff that maybe isn't hugely applicable to airsoft, but I'll I'll dip in and out. Um, no, not at all, mate, not at all. But, no, like, so, like, first vocal plane, uh, so they do, I think I've seen quite a few people running, like, what uh, a lot of people call short dot. It's interesting, airsoft has, like, some terms that only appears in airsoft, like short dots, um, where I would call it LBLPVO. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like the one to eight strike eagle, and then they made a first focal plane. So the difference being the magnification on a first focal plane will grow and shrink um, with the magnification. So if any of you guys run a an optic with a crosshair, a reticule that's got like subtensions below it, they stay the same as you grow and shrink that magnification. So as you're shooting at different distances, your drops that you know your rounds would be dropping down to um, stay the same. So you can you don't just have it on like say you've got it on six times magnification. You know what your drops are for that, but suddenly you put it to eight or you put it to three, and it's completely different. So 
there's some some cool stuff that they end up right. like putting in. But yeah, it's it's interesting to the crossover into the airsoft market where some of the guys are running that that really surprised me was like there's no upper limit to what airsofters end up spending. Like Oh like, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would amaze me. The guys are running like um like the razors, like the top end razors that are eighteen hundred quid, something like that, out on the streets. Um and, and guys like the airsoft and we'll be chatting to them. We'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm putting this uh, on like my M4 or something. And we'll be like, all right, cool. So it's like straight four two two three. I'm like, oh, no, airsoft. I'm like, that's such a good optic. Like, <laughs> yeah. My God, I'm, man. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm not saying it's overgunned, but when I was like like putting together, like I've got a, a 22LR M4, and then I'm like, do I put a Strike Eagle 1 to 6? And then I know there's some guy out there running like an airsoft. Like, like, <laughs> with, with a razor, I'm like, that's what, that's what certain like special forces are running. Yeah. So yeah, there's some I think, cool stuff out there. I think uh, Ash or uh, Pegasus on here, yeah, he's running one, and it, it, it is nice. It is he's, a lovely, yeah. it is a lovely optic. You look at it and you it's go, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, my friend. But looking <laughs> looking through it is so lush. It's mm. really, oh. it is nice. Some of the some of the stuff like um, like yeah the UH one, so the UH one or the the Huey when that came out uh, for the airsoft market, everyone went crazy for that. Um, and again, I was amazed because it was six hundred pounds, something like that. Um, and it's great; it's a lovely, it's a it's a lovely. Um, it's the only holographic vortex do. They did the Gen one, they did the Gen two. Um, but it's the only one they've dipped into doing, um, which would really interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, and again, for the airsoft market, so many people sort of coming on board with something like that. And I think it's just that quick target acquisition and how quick you could be up and on something mm. with it. And it just focuses in the eye just to, to like pick up targets. Mm. Uh, but that was that was super interesting to see. And it's, it's like the trend of the airsoft. Then they did the... Crossfire Red Dot came in after that with the skeletal mount, um, and that uh, again, I think it retailed under 200 quid, still does. Mm. Uh, and to pick up that, and they did a Gen 2 with a stupid long battery life of like 16 years, something like that. So it just runs forever. Um, so it lasts a full skirmish day, then. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so much feedback on this. Oh. Um. Well, that actually leads nicely onto a question from uh, Silly Gilly. Has, and he's asked, has Vorstex ever considered making an optic just for Airsoft? Sorry, I've got so much feedback coming through on mine. I'm just going to play around and see if I can sort this out on my end. No worries. <laughs> we can fill the gap. Specific scope. Yeah. We'll let, Chris, we'll let Chris have a fiddle. <laughs> let Chris have his little mid-show mid fiddle. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll... Um... I guess an airsoft an airsoft version would only be accurate to 100 meters. Anything past that, <laughs> well, I think that's pushing it. Yeah, let's be honest. Are we talking 100 airsoft meters? Yes, 100 actual meters. Yes, um, it's great for it's great for Johnny 600 and his 600 yard sniper rifle. <laughs> it's got times 600 yard magnification on it. Oh, is it really, John? Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Pegasus yeah. says uh, UH1 was the best purchase I've done. To be honest. Yeah, I love using the triangle in CQB. I presume it's got a little triangular reticle. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. 
I was actually interested in watching a couple of videos on YouTube uh, yesterday regarding uh, scope positioning on your on your um on the rail of your of your riff or whatever it is you're using and having it have set how far back depending on how far forward it gets and and your eye relief you get from either side of the actual frame of the scope. Like obviously you're getting a larger sort of like a like a seventy thirty split to the right and left hand side of the scope. The further it moves away from your obviously if you've got your if you're you know yeah bear your rifle and then moving the red dot away slowly produces that larger picture obviously where it's coming up close to your face it's framed then so it's you're limiting your tunnel vision in almost yourself so it's central of the of the m4 this is this is it is yeah because the red dot you've got that advantage of unlimited eye relief mm. so that you can you can put it right the way forward on there um and yeah i just be and literally just pick up targets a lot of the time we get people that will use one and they'll close one eye uh, to shoot with it it's like no that's exactly what you you don't need it for because uh. you've got that binocular vision on there yeah and you can use it and you'll, you've just got that huge uh peripheral vision um just to pick up and and shoot it's, yeah the, the huge advantage um yeah. i mean i could talk about like height above bore all day and uh the difference it doesn't make on on shooting <laughs> You again, ballistic arguments about like, and it's when you start pulling out a ballistic calculator and being like, "Look, I'm right." But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's when you realise that maths is literally just like being a nerd, or oh, sorry, it's, the shooting's just like being a maths nerd with gunpowder, and that's it. Yeah, that's, it's that's it, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. it's just like ballistic nerdery, and you're just like, "Look, I've got this weight, and it's going this fast, and this is the height above bore, and I've got this here, and then I'm I'm grouping here." I was. Like, and it is. It's great fun if you if you like that sort of thing, trying to like work out quite what you're doing or, or how tight you can start to get groups. Um, but yeah, for for like, um, for just like red dots for just straightforward shooting, brilliant. You've got miles out. I was shooting like four inch gongs uh, the other day, just with a red dot on top of a two two LR, and you're just like, right, okay, I can just bring this down, bring this down, bring this down, and then ting, ting, ting perfect so yeah for for quick for quick shooting great um and again like the the lpvos that i was talking about earlier so i brought some of my demo kit um so i'll show you like i'll tell you what we do is we can make you oh perfect. Yeah, there okay go. there we go so yeah one two uh I can actually do this now. Yeah, the one to eight, um, and they do a one to six on there. But because you can bring it down to just one times magnification, you can run it like a red dot. Uh, but then if you wanted to, and the nice thing on those is where they chuck that little throw lever on there. So you can bang it up and through. And then you've suddenly got all the way up to eight times magnification. Um, nice. And I ran, or run, no, I ran, I don't have it anymore, but an ELL M4 that I used to just stick one of these on. And for shooting brilliant you could put it slightly up onto like i used to run it on like one one and a half times magnification so draw my eye in really quickly so you just suddenly pick up and then just for for like that's brilliant and then you've got all the way up to you could use it like a scout scope um bring up six times magnification and just scanning across and looking and again like identification and things like that perfect um that's quite a compact piece of kit as well isn't it yeah i mean they're, they're they're tiny really um and then every now and then i saw some guys running some of our bigger scopes like the 5 to 25 uh pst um i remember looking we we're just standing around um 
in the safe zone, maybe. But anyway, I just saw this guy and we were chatting. And I was like, that's a PST 5 to 25. He's like, oh, yeah, it is. And I'm like, that's a really nice bit of kit. Um, and he had it like, just like a funny sniper rifle. And I was like, oh, right. So what made you choose that? And the guy was like, oh, yeah, it's one of my mates recommended it. And I'm thinking, that's like an 1,100-pound scope that you've got on there. That is nicer than what I've put on my <laughs> It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, so they got you know, it's like, wow, it's a really nice bit of kit. Um, and then just like shining through, it's amazing what draws people into certain optics, whether they're they're going for like a look um, or whether they're going spec wise. Um, and it's, it's always like, what made you choose this? And some people are like, oh, I went in the shop and I like this. And then I was looking at one thing, and then the guy said, oh, well, you can go for this Vortex. It's got an unlimited lifetime warranty. And they pick it up and look through and say, well, actually, the clarity on this is is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sort of what they end up going for. I think my favourite thing that Vortex do in their range, and it's the thing I never end up using on, on any of my airsoft guns, was the, if you've come across it, the Spitfire AR, so the little prism scope that they do. And it's got the donut ring um, reticule on there. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I've got one of them. Loved it. it it's, it's my favourite. Um, it says it's one times. I'm not sure if it's slightly magnified, but the clarity on the glass is just phenomenal. Yeah, um, and and for like again with that that donut ring like ret- oh, it's got a proper name and I forget it. Um, but just for straight like picking up again mm. targets and like right brilliant on it bang 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 um, and away you go. Uh, great. And then they expanded that range last year. This is the thing with lockdown is normally I can judge it by like what we had at a particular show. And because I've not had shows to break everything up, I forget. But it came out. <laughs> sometime last year they did a three times and a five times um spitfire and they replaced the old three times um i don't know if you guys ever saw that had like picatinny rails on the shoulder at 45 degrees so you could mount more optics on it and you could make some like huge well they brought that out uh and then they replaced they replaced that and that was that three times really polarizing people either loved it or were like that looks like an abomination um (laughs) and then there are some it's, some of them are quite quirky. I always look and think like these always confuse people. It's always fun to see that someone's mounted it like the opposite way round. Um, and I always get people at the shows like pick them up and look down the wrong end, uh, and they're like, oh, "I can't. It doesn't really look right." And I was like, "If you'd like to just um, there you are." <laughs> oh, that's better. Um, <clears throat> I remember being a guy rock up at a show, and it was a small show because I had them all on like a table just laid out. And this guy picked up, it was one of these, or it was one of the one to fours, picked it up when, yeah, yeah, I like that. And then just like put it back down and then walked off. I was like, you had that the wrong way around the whole time and you still have removed it. It's going to literally blow your mind when you look at it the right way. (laughs) (laughs) The lack of faith that guy must have in his vision over the, like the scope is phenomenal. I was just like, what, what broke you in life? (laughs) Really, really nearsighted. I, I, I don't remember. He's just, he's just like, oh, I'll two of these. These are great. I, but no, it's, it's strange. I'm, I always think, yeah, with the airsoft, people always come and they ask, like, what should I use or what, what would you recommend? I'm like, well, it's always nice when you've got the demo kit. I'm like, just have a look through everything. And that's why I really appreciate, uh, like the airsoft guys, uh, like Pegasus, if he's, if he's still in there or if he's just disappeared off in the middle of my rambling. But like, have a look at this, have a look at my optic. And people are like, oh, I really like that. So you end up with 
a load of like brand ambassadors almost where people um like the brand and and are like oh come and have a come and have a look at this and then you end up just building and building and that's kind of how we ended up um with the airsoft industry was because airsoft always quite like a close-knit community in a lot of ways a lot of people cross over and seem to know each other um and we ended up sort of going along that route and more and more people were kind of just just like showing each other vortex optics and then we went on to more and more shops picking us up um which is again really really nice um and it just sort of grew out that way i had some shops at the beginning who looked at the stuff and were like oh it's a little bit expensive i can't really see it being a bit of us and then they came back to me in like six months time after people have been like can you get this vortex stuff in and then they'd, they'd phone me up and be like can we get an account i'll be like yeah sure so no it all it sort of grew through that um which is nice um and then like the crossover I'm just going to interrupt. Silly Giddy says, I like showing my vortex to people, but I'm no ambassador. I just need to flex. (laughs) (laughs) I just, Uh, I, I I always get asked, I get asked a lot for um, sponsorship. Um, Every now and again, I get people saying like, well, will you sponsor me? Um, It's, it's always an interesting one uh, with people with, with sponsorship. We do a few bits and pieces with people. It's never something that we've, We've really fully explored. He's trying to get it right um, in something like, how would we go about it? Every now and again, I got like a ridiculous request, like, can I have a razor uh, one to six or one to ten? And like, will you pay my fuel and entries to like these things? And I'm like, if I'm paying for anyone, giving anyone a like a load of stuff, it's gonna be me. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will I will happily go and do these things. I was looking, I was trying to think early when you guys were saying um about playing the weekend. I'm trying to think the last time I played, and I really think it was last like February since I've since I've been out and played airsoft. It was a real shame. Um because I really enjoyed it. It's um on that note then, Chris, going yep. going back slightly, uh, yep. what actually drew you into this uh, into airsoft then? Where where did you where did you sort of like the grassroots come from for you getting so, into it? When I was, I want to say 12, I'm going to stick with that I was 12. It was me and my brother. So we grew up on a farm. Um, and so we we had a friend who had like uh, an airsoft gun and told us that there was this game that you could play where you wore like safety goggles and you could shoot each other with like a Springer airsoft gun. And we were like, that sounds awesome. So we just started like playing on the farm. And then one guy got the, like the, um, the famous or something, um, like their first AEG. And then it was like everybody versus the guy with the AEG. And then we were like, oh, wait, we could buy an AEG. So it got like, because you get older, you got slightly more money. And you'd end up with like a few of you with an AEG. And then we're playing like just on our farm. I crashed one of the, like most farms, we had like a farm truck. And I crashed the farm truck into a shipping container whilst trying to like escape across the farmyard um, and did bits like this. It was great fun. Um, but yeah, and then we learned like skirmishes existed and started going from there. And we went to play at, oh, Free Fire Zone. Um, but they're like their first woodland site. Um, I'm trying to think where it was, in near Peterborough, uh, outside there. It used to be like, two or three small games in the morning and then like one big objective game in the afternoon with a road of like rolling different objectives at different times uh then like um oh then they had the RAF upward um uh 
site as well, which I think is just closed. Am I right? Uh, yeah, as now, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so they went and played there. Then I think I stopped playing for a little while. I must have been 18, 19, something like that. Then I stopped playing. Uh, and then I went back a few years later, like you do when you like, find all your kit again. You're like, why did I stop doing this? This was great. Mm. Um, and then, like, dipped in and out on airsoft and then i think i came back into it i mean i worked in the firearms industry before i was a vortex uh, the vortex distributor for a wholesale company i worked for a shop um and then we picked up the opportunity to do vortex and then the wholesale side picked up and then uh it took me back into like playing airsoft um and so like my nearest shop was already combat uk down in stevenage yeah. um we sort of yeah picked up from there um, so no, that's that's really how like my airsoft career, as it were. Um, oh, and I was in a I was in a Stargate um, airsoft team uh, back when I was like sixteen. Stargate, I remember doing that. Wow! <laughs> I had like the full like Stargate kit, everything. I had a P ninety. Um, <laughs> I had a P ninety when, and then I changed it out when you used to get. Do you remember those horseshoe batteries you used to be able to get for the P ninety with an extension? on the stock that let you like jam it in um and no, you would just really the end <laughs> <laughs> um like this would have been airsoft before like yukara and everything like that um and so yeah no so i remember doing that uh but i've forgotten about that i still have those patches somewhere um <laughs> <laughs> i know somebody who's going to be getting their stargate kit on after this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm watching some episodes <laughs> I'm going to go back through and look. I must have that kit somewhere. I'm going to find it. Uh, but yeah, so I um, that back in the day. Um, but yeah, it was it was always great fun. Um, but yeah, and then that's that was like that's so yeah, just like messing around at home basically in the safest possible way. But like playing on our farm is how we did it. Um, mm. And then we started playing again recently, just on the farm. We were like, we've got a load of woods, and just like go and mess around. Awesome. So yeah, that's that's how we sort of started everything off. Um, uh, have yeah. you still got the Vortex Shield or the Captain yeah. Vortex Shield? Oh, it's in the office. Oh no, we'll have to post a picture up. <laughs> uh, I've got it in my so in the office. I I like I've got like a media room, um, and so yeah, it's hanging up in the office in there. And I remember like when because all the rest of the, like the company are grown ups. Um, <laughs> and I remember. <laughs> quietly making that captain vortex shield i was like i'll just like nip to halfords and get that spray paint and like buy a children's captain america shield and just respray it and then like eventually everyone was like like what have you made i'm like oh don't worry about this it's marketing stuff it's it's it'll... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was like it was like the best like marketing i think i ever did it's always disappointing when you end up doing a lot of marketing stuff and i remember i spent um I spent ages making this like annotated like diagram of a um uh of a spotting scope with all the different parts and all of this and i was like people are gonna love this i put it up on instagram and i got like i don't know 20 likes and i was like people hate this and it took me ages to make and then i'm like captain america shield and i was like yeah <laughs> I just... you gotta know your target audience Go for like an arts and crafts project, and people love that. Like, don't. <laughs> I, actually, to be fair, my arts and crafts supplies are now really good. Um, I've got loads of glitter left over from when we were sending glitter to patrol base after they sent glitter to us. 
Um, so yeah, there was there was all of that. Um, but yeah, no, we, we it's nice to work. I mean, for the company, we're quite relaxed anyway. Uh, and Vortex are super relaxed. Like their social media stuff is is really cool. They're really friendly. Uh, you could ask them loads of stuff. They're just super nice guys. But um, I always waited for the phone call from Vortex to be like, "Why are you messing around so much? Be serious." And then <laughs> we see like the stuff they do, and it's like, "Oh, actually, it's fine." So yeah, they're um, no really really nice guys. It's nice to work with a company that's just so progressive the way they keep growing is is phenomenal i know i was saying to you guys um before about like so they started uh like early 2000s uh just like a brief history but yeah started early 2000s grew and grew and grew um their new factory they put in is like 330,000 square feet in 150 acres of wisconsin um that they like bought up and they're family owned um, but yeah, they bought up and then grew and they did all their development in-house. And now they're putting, I want to say it's like 120,000, something like that, factory, like warehousing on the side of it. Um, but then they put like indoor shooting range on there. So they get to all the really cool pistol stuff and they've got there, they've got a, um, like a kill house uh, that they use for training. So you can, it's modular as well, which is the best thing I've seen. So you can move all the walls around. So if you wanted it to be, if you were training for like home defense, if you wanted to look like as close to your house as possible, you could move all this stuff around for your, for like home defense, which Wicked. is really interesting. Really cool instructors as well. Um, so like ex law enforcement, ex military um, guys that they sort of just got in on their team. So no, really interesting on, on that. Um, and then, yeah, they're just, again, really nice to work with. If you ask them for staff, they're really helpful, actually, just like like images. And if you're like, can I have, uh, like this one I've got behind me. Um, and I was like, can I have this image? Because I, I quite like it, and I can only find it, like, in terrible resolution. Um, and they were like, yeah, of course, here you go. As a, as a wholesaler, stuff like that is just brilliant to get. It's really yeah. refreshing. Um. We're getting quite a few questions, so yeah. if it's okay, we'll just uh, jump sure. and fire through. Um, we'll go back to Silly Gilly's question um, before we had the technical difficulties of, um, he sent this for us, and he asked, has Vortex ever considered making an optic just for Airsoft? Uh, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer the question with a question in the, like, what is an Airsoft optic? Would be, would be, what would people be looking for in that? Because yeah. there's a load of stuff yeah, that he, is... Yeah, you put a follow-up. Sorry, Chris. He oh. said, uh, can I also ask Chris what features he would want on an airsoft scope? <laughs> like really uncluttered reticles so I can see the BBs in flight. Um, I would say there's a couple of bits that are already applicable that exist in there. So if I, was, if I wasn't Chris from CSW or Vortex Optics, whichever you want to think of me, um, and I was looking for something, I would go... And I want to put my money, my hand in my pocket to buy something. I'd either end up with a one to four crossfire or a strike eagle one to six. I think they've got the best reticule related to airsoft in that it draws your eye into shooting a person, a target uh, within like 40, 50 yards um, and just straight on there. That is what I put in. The oh. glass is is good light gathering is really good on it. contrast is really good on it um and also oh my ducking in and out on picture um yeah coming in for um 
for coming in on um, yeah for for airsoft. So yeah, I'd look at a one to four or a one to six um, strike eagle is where I'd put an airsoft optic or a crossfire red dot if I wanted something that's got a like a small profile around the outside uh, and just red dot just for straight up shooting would, would be my answer on that. That one there. We've got a technical question from Rage, um, who sent in before. Um, yep. He's got a magnifier that didn't work with his Spitfire. Um, it is a cheap magnifier, or is it because it's a prism scope? It's because it's a prism scope. Prism scope, you won't get because a prism scope is an etched reticule. It won't work with a magnifier. A magnifier will only work with red dots. So yeah, you're right. It's um, that is why. Brilliant. Um, who else have we got? I think Harry had one, didn't he? Harry had a question yeah, earlier on. Said, yeah, if I have a problem with my vortex, do I go to the retailer I bought it from, or you at CSW, and do I need the original receipt? No, I don't care. Um, best thing to do, in all honesty, is send it to me. As CSW rather than sending it to the to the dealer who's they've got to send it on to me um, really warranties are my job to deal with uh, we've got great dealers and a lot of dealers will be really helpful and do everything and sort it out and send it back to us um, but really it's our job to deal with the warranty side of things so uh, I'd say just send it straight to me uh, receipt doesn't matter um, I don't care if it's got the original box some people are lovely and they've got like everything some of the I saw one I must admit, on one of them, I keep original packaging and it just goes in a big, bigger box in the loft inside a box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is. Some people, I mean, I've got, I've got none of my original boxes. I think everything just like disappears and goes. I had someone who sent in some binoculars that are the original razor binoculars that must be, if I said 15, 16 years old at a guess, because they've got the old Vortex logo on there and they still have the little badge pin that you get with them in the box. Uh, oh, wow. And I'm definitely going to steal that badge pin. But, uh, <laughs> it's the only thing I want is the little bits of swag that Vortex sent through. And we'll get like some cool new scopes. And I'll be like, no, what, what stuff? Does it come with a sticker? Give me that sticker. That's what I want. There must be a patch in there somewhere. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, just uh, in terms of like the receipt and stuff, I know you mentioned earlier that yeah. sometimes you get clones sent into you. Yep. How easy is it to tell a clone from obviously the real deal now i mean obviously you know you know your products yeah you know the vortex stuff inside and out but i mean yep. are the clones close to being like proper or are they like you, you get them in you're like oh, that's, that's a clone you like it's a million miles off yeah somebody's paint pen into a v on the side of the um some are very good in all honesty in appearance i'll get photos from people that say like can you tell me if this is a clone or not a clone uh, and I'll look and I'll be like, it looks legit, but send it in and I'll double check it over for you. Um, there are some that I look and I'm just like, that's a clone. That's 100% a clone. That looks terrible, unfortunately. And it's normally after, unfortunately, someone's bought it. Or mm. if they're fortunate, they've seen it on eBay um, and someone's saying like, oh, I'll deliver it to your house um, and sell it for cash or something like this. And, and like all of these weird signals. Uh, but yeah, if it looks too good to be true, if someone's selling like a Razor one to six for like seventy five quid, that's a clone. Because uh, otherwise, I'd buy that. Um, I would. <laughs> but yeah, it's they will end up being um, clones. So yeah, 
it's looking on the logo the font sometimes looks off if you can look through the optic itself the quality won't be um what it should be um but they can be deceptive uh unfortunately um so yeah there's there's nothing i could tell you that is like a clear indicator that you could see that would make it um uh, a clone serial numbers are always a nice one most of the vortex stuff is serialed um but you know if you're ever in doubt just drop us a message i'll do everything i can to to help um work out if it's real or not because that warranty it does transfer over onto even second hand third hand doesn't matter you're still covered by that by owning the product um, so that answers your question hopefully yeah um just going on to the warranty side of things there's yep. a i've seen it pop up a few times yep. is are is everything still covered if it's sprayed if it's sprayed yeah no yeah. problem um yeah i get asked this quite a bit uh <laughs> as long as you don't <laughs> 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 There was um there's some vortex advice out there on if you've got it seracoated they've got some advice on there if it's um uh, like rattle can there's some uh, advice they did a one of their podcasts they've got their vortex nation podcast and it's got some really good information but they did an episode on um seracoting and like painting it spraying it anything like that but no you're completely covered just like cover up the lenses um take all the sensible precautions on there yeah. but yeah Every now, oh, and the only thing is, if you send in a sprayed up like warranty one, I'm not going to respray it for you if I've got to replace it. <laughs> yeah. um, I just <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you can have my terrible attempt. But, um, yeah. No, no. That's... So, is there anything that isn't covered by your warranty at all? Uh, like deliberate damage, stuff like that is not covered. Um, which is, you know, I think fair enough. Cosmetic damage isn't covered. Um, again, you know, like if it affects the optical quality, you're covered. If it affects the use of it, you're covered. Um, if it's just like a cosmetic thing, you've got scratches or whatever on there. No, I'm afraid not. Mm. Oh, that's, um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, I think we had one from Terry. Um, uh, yep. Terry, uh, get it. Uh, hi, Chris. Um, I have a Spark AR. Um, when I look through it, sometimes I get like a red shadow when looking through it. Red shadow. Um, might be like redding out on there. What I'd always ask, is it a fault that's developed or is it a fault from new? Um, either way, you're covered by it. Um, usual thing, which I think everybody tries when anything like this turns up, is to just try and give it a like a tidy up wipe on there. Uh, see if it's something that's on the lens inside or out. Uh, if it doesn't clear up with that, um, send it in to us. We'll put it through. We've got a warranty centre here in the UK that undertakes repairs. Um, send it in to us. We'll put it through and see. Um, top of my head, it might be that it's taken a knock and lost the purge on there. Um, so you'll get like a slow bleed out of the, um, the gas, uh, which will possibly cause some fogging on there or the inside of the lens. That's my best guess of there. Yeah. So would it would it be all right if he maybe sent you some photos? Oh, sorry, I keep losing my signal. I th I'm not sure if I'm getting some terrible signal on here. Oh, you um, seem to be all right coming through to us. Yeah, Crystal, are in, mate. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't like that. I'm just going to play with my audio and see if I can clear it up. <laughs> I'm just worried what photos Terry might send Chris. 
<laughs> yeah. Just any random pictures, or do you want some specifically of yeah. this guy? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Right. Yeah, Sorry about that. Sorry. That's I right. missed your question. Yeah. So he said uh, it's usually around the edges. Um, yep. He said. Um, but if he needs to like send you a couple of images of it looking through, would you yeah. be able to? Yeah, I can advise through that. It, it's probably going to be a case if it's something that's a continuous fault that's coming on there. Best it is it comes into me. I'll put it through the warranty center and and sort it through there. Whether it's a repair or a replacement, um, that I couldn't tell. But if it's affecting the optical quality, that's what we're here for. Um, we'll turn that around. Uh, Spark ARs. I think we're pretty good. I think on something like that, we're normally about 48, 72 hours that we can turn stuff around on and things like that. Wow. Um, but yeah, we, the thing is, because we all, most of us, um, oh, actually, no, our warranty guy shoots now. We, we brought him over to the shooting side. Um, but yeah, that we, we all shoot. So we understand how important it is that people uh, get stuff back as quickly as possible and get back and get shooting. So no, we, we try our best to make sure if, I ever need to take stuff from like my retail stock i'll take it from retail stock rather than it's more important to me that somebody is looked after the way the warranty is meant to work that we have something to sell um so i'll just sort it out that way um but yeah right. we'll get taken care of all right brilliant um empire airsoft has also said that uh, he's asked us very nicely that um basically he's asking if he could stock your product we would like to um, stop Vortex products. How can he go about? The best thing to do would be to contact me. Um, if he drops me an email through our website, um, which is csw-online.co.uk, um, drop me an email through there. I will send across a dealer application form, and we can set up through there, and then we go from from there in terms of setting up accounts. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the best way to do it. Lovely. You can get a lot of email from us. Can I, <laughs> I, can I have this, this, and this? <laughs> I ask for dealer shop photos, uh, minimum order. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to be safe. <laughs> I, I sort of look, it's when it's from like a Gmail account and it's just like, oh, I would like to, to set up this account. I'm like, right, yeah. £100,000 minimum order. It's uh, <laughs> uh, to do that. Fantastic. Okay. Wicked, but from Henry, there you go, guys. You get no commission if I get set up an account uh, for this guy in terms of oh, sales, by the way. There we go. <laughs> that was my next question out the window, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a question from Lance. It's um, do we get commission? I'll try to delete that quite quick. I'll pay you in gratitude. It's handshakes and high fives. Um, I think we're working on. Have you ever has Vortex ever sort of considered doing any sort of thermal or night vision stuff? Obviously, uh, um, I get asked quite a lot. Experience with optics and stuff. I just wondered if it was like sort of the next um, step. Of this. I get asked this one quite a bit. To the best of my knowledge, there is nothing planned. Is mm. my my answer. So I know nothing um, that they that they're bringing anything out. Uh, I ask them every now and again, and they tell me there's nothing slated on the release sheet uh, for the near future. It's something I would love to see. Um, and then also from the technical side, uh, I dread because I wait for 
oh, like software yeah. updates and things like this. Um, but I think it'd be a really interesting thing to to come out. Um, I, I, like night vision and thermal has jumped so far in recent years. Um, some of the stuff out there is, is like so cool. If, if you've been played like with different generations, you can see how quickly stuff has started yeah. to to like yeah. come along. Mm. You're, Chris, I, you, literally, as you say that there, the weekend, um, uh, the gentleman who owns Empire Airsoft uh, is yeah. a very good friend of ours, and he was actually in our section for this um, for the Legion Glad Five event. Um, yeah, and the uh, he brought his new toy along, which was um, which he got from I think it was it Scott's Country Sport, the new thermal. From oh, Scott Country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I got the pleasure of having a little look through that whilst we was on stag, and yeah. it literally blew my mind of the clarity of this scope. I mean, it was almost to the point where you could look you were looking through it and it was look it was like you were looking Yeah. It's almost like it wasn't quite real. Yeah. It was too clear for it to be po to possibly be do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's it like that the, level I mean, of thermals are relevant during the dead of night or during the day, but yeah. I mean this was, I it was almost like play it. Will it play? I don't know if it will play or not. Uh, but it was getting there. I just I'm fascinated now like how See, that's brilliant. I mean, that is... Yeah. Is that sped up, Mark? Like, it looks like it needs no. some Benny Hill music to it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how well it's playing, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. No, but you no, get I the mean, idea. Like, I mean, it was unbelievable. The, the contrast on there is... And I could go on about light gathering, uh, which will bore everybody. But um, contrast is what you really want in terms of uh, clarity on things. And the contrast on that is brilliant. But mm. uh, just like picking up detail is, is just phenomenal. Um, it's, it's really interesting now. I looked through some old night vision not long ago. And like to realize how bad old night vision was um, in terms of like frame rates and everything. And it's like moving in slow motion. Um, it's just so, and like compared to what you get now, and then like the cost that's come down. I remember doing, I went to IWA, the big German um, trade show in yes, March. Yes, yes. And I went there a few, pre COVID, pre COVID by a couple of years. Anyway, uh, I remember looking through, um, they had like a it was like tripod mounted uh, thermal. I remember looking, looking through that, um, and I was like, oh, this is brilliant. How much is it? And they're like, working out and it's like sixty thousand dollars um so much and then i start to look at the stuff that's coming out now for thermal and you're like this looks really similar in terms of quality what i was looking at it's like that that cost just dropping down and down and mm -hmm. down in terms of mm -hmm. production gets so much more affordable um it's yeah it's incredible to see so I really hope Vortex will come out with something in the future. I would love a demo set because I think it would be great for me to play with. Um, I would look forward to the demo kit. Obviously. I, I, yeah. <laughs> just, just like asking Vortex, oh, can I, can I borrow like some stuff just to play with? Um, it's always nice. So, no, it's, it's yeah, great to see. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, is, if Vortex came out with their own night vision with the VIP warranty, I mean, you'd have... Probably everyone in the country buying them. I think there'd be a lot of people yeah. kicking down a lot of doors to get to, I, to get to that I sort of stuff. It'd be, it'd be brilliant. I would be really excited to see that. Uh, and the nice thing is, if they brought out something, the quality would have to be so high uh, because of the way the warranty works. Um, it would be, you know, you couldn't do something and rely on the fact that it's going to last for like one or two years because that's how long, you know, your your you have to by law. 
guarantees you'd have to have something that lasts just forever because I can't see them changing the warranty on, on anything. Mm. So, mm. yeah, fingers crossed we'll see something in the future, but there's nothing I know of slated yeah. in the release. Um, Do you think the US military contract might push them in that direction? Like, um, with them we want a thermal. I, it could well do. Um, the nice thing is that military contract apparently is all being done in the US. Um, so it's going to up their production capability massively. So, I mean, they were saying about, I was listening to their podcast, they were saying about, like, will there be a city version of that um, that uh, military um, optic? And they were like, not until we've fulfilled X amount or we've met certain production like levels. But after that, uh, so we might see some cool bits of that technology come out across into the into the civvy market, nice, yeah. which would be really nice to see. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed. Some well, it should be some good stuff coming out of there. Uh, I think it's one of their first big, or it is they, they? It's definitely their first big military contract. But I think it's one of their first sort of you know military contracts in general. They've mostly been like a commercial company. Hmm. Pegasus will have to buy a new optic when they bring that one out then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's actually right. We're saying there, Pegasus, regarding the digital night vision is coming on leaps and bounds now, and that's obviously that's reducing the cost of products that are coming out. So, mm. which is always good to see, making it a bit more affordable for, for people to get involved with. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we had a nerdy question from Rage. There it is. Um, nerdy question. <laughs> yeah. uh, what wizardry do Vortex do in the glass? in their scopes the clarity on the spitfire ar and the way it seems to be brighter to look through baffles me it's uh it's to do with lens coatings is the is like the simple answer so the way i always explain people people like for optics people are obsessed with light transmission like some of the scope companies will put out there this is like 94 percent light transmission 96 percent light transmission whatever like on this which is great but it's it's what you do in terms of contrast. Um, like if you've ever worn uh, like um, safety glasses with orange uh, lenses, mm. it blocks out blue light, so it gives you, you everything looks a little bit crisper, um, and it, it's because of the way it blocks light out. So the coating, so the glass that they end up putting on, uh, and like. You end up with, I mean, people often think that like um, an optic is like one lens here and one lens here. And the rest is just whatever in the middle. Um, there's like loads of lenses that run all the way through. Um, and it's the coatings they put on the lenses that will, uh, that makes the big difference on there. So it's how it lets light through, what light it lets through. So like if you wanted a better picture on your television, it's the contrast that makes the difference. You don't just put the brightness up to like, 100 um otherwise it just washes everything out so that's that's what they do and like there's secrets and secrets and secrets there's a really again good podcast that vortex did with one of their optical engineers um and they were saying about like they they have some kind of weird like awesome computer program that they say kind of what they want from it put all the information in and then see what glass they need uh, and glass itself makes a big difference in terms of like quality and clarity um, in, in like what you end up getting through it all. They did a pair of, or they did a new range of binoculars called the UHD razors um, two, maybe three years ago. Uh, 
and I've become in a lot of ways like a bit blasé towards like binoculars because I've seen so many binoculars now you don't tend to get that excited uh, and we got them through and I grabbed them out and it was autumn-ish so you had like long evenings uh, and where we've got our, our offices we're on a farm and we have barn outs and I was following the barn outs round with these with these binoculars and the interesting thing what really blew my mind was like following this barn out and then taking the binoculars down and it was so much darker to my eyes than having the binoculars up and it was just the way that like light was coming through that just that gave somehow more light than existed outside of having the binoculars it's a bizarre thing so there's a load of like wizardry that goes into creating lenses mm. that just improves um uh, light transmission and clarity or uh, contrast so yeah that's basically why it ends up looking better is what they do to the glass and what coatings they put on now i'm guessing what you said there chris about is obviously there's a stackable order throughout the, yep. the throughout the scope i yep. mean i mean I mean, I don't even, I can't even begin to imagine what the process would be of getting that order correct. It's it's like to, when, to achieve what they want to achieve with the scope. Well, it's like when you're when you've got your your like like I've got the LPVO here. This one's an eight strike eagle. So like when I'm moving this, it's ever so slightly moving a lens further forward or backwards. But it's by like millimeter. I think it's, I'm trying to remember the total travel was something like two mil or something. On the inside, one of the internal lenses. So all the other lenses are staying where they are. I mean, you've got your turrets on here that are controlling windage and elevation, um, and then your illumination. Um, and so you end up moving like the lens forwards and backwards slightly. Um, it's the, the the manufacturing that goes into it is is fascinating. Um, every now and again, I get people with uh, who are like they end up. Um, like moving when they do when they're dialing in their scopes and they end up moving so you've got your windage and elevation so elevation going up and down windage going left to right uh because of the the tube is a circle uh essentially as you're looking down it you can top out on your elevation try to go to your windage and you end up coming down and round because it's a circle um and it's fascinating the way that, that it ends up moving um on, on like how much kit they put in there so people end up going for like uh, like a larger tube will give you more adjustments. Um, and it's why we've seen 34 mil tube jump up. Uh, like if you had, like when you're a kid, if you had an air rifle, you end up with one of those like pencil thin um, old BSA ones or a one inch yeah. tube. And then it gets like slowly bigger and bigger. And you see like Vortex, I think the biggest they go to, it was 35 mil. They had a 35 mil tube and they've just got rid of that in the current lineup. I think 34 mil is the biggest they go to. Uh, but yeah, it's the mount that you end up putting inside these um, uh, optics. I'm always looking for a really fine saw, just because I really want to cut one just straight down the middle, so I can see everything in there. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely, yeah. And then set it up as like a like a display. Um, so yeah, if someone could could like just somehow damage something just enough that I can't repair it, but could cut it in half, that'd be brilliant. So I'm just. <laughs> for that for that magic opportunity <laughs> I, um. I know it's i know it's just clever people but i mean it's things like for me it's photocopiers i can't work mm. out how someone invented a photocopier because there's oh, so much going yeah. on there like the, but the, do you reckon the, it was their ass was the first thing they printed off though 
Yeah, I hope so. I've invented it. I know what I'm going to do. Look at my ass. I think I've got it ready. Just, just get that ass down here. Get it on there. I think it's going to work. It's all I want. It's. I don't know. I just. It's. It's amazing. Like I explain it in a very sort of layman's term, in like some magic comes in one end and then you look out the other. Um, but just like it's amazing what how stuff keeps or how they keep coming better and better and better. Um, every now and again, I submit like a dream scope that I want them to make, and I always feel bad because it always feels like I'm just writing like a children's letter to Father Christmas, and I'm like, <laughs> my, I've got my crayons on. I'm like, dear Vortex, please make this scope. Like, <laughs> here is a picture. It's like. Could you please make it? And I want it to have these features and this and this and this and this. And, this. and then it, I assume they get like this email through, and I, I send it to the the international ops guy from Vortex, who um, we've got a really good working relationship with. And he's like, "All right, I'll pass it on." And I don't know if he does. I don't think he puts it straight to bin. But I just, I really hope it just goes through like the engineering department, and they've got my like. <laughs> <laughs> you may well have your very own wall out there, Chris. We don't know you. <laughs> I think they're just, they're just like, oh, he's drawn another one. All right, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, yeah. You keep them coming. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just look. It's, it's one of those things I always wonder. It's like when you talk to somebody who's, who's very clever and you make the mistake of half talking about something you vaguely know in their field. And then you're like, oh my god, I'm instantly too deep on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh dear. Please don't that, that's what me. happens in this box all the time. <laughs> <laughs> By this box, you mean like the whole screen? Yeah, like this. Yeah. <laughs> One big box. <laughs> See, I, I always work like a children's piano teacher where I just try and stay like one lesson ahead of anybody I've got to talk to. I have to be really smart and be like, oh, well, of course, it's it's like, you know, you need to know this. So, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to research this and just look it up and so I can come back to like the follow-up if anyone asks me a question. And I'm like, oh, yeah, hold under. You don't know about hold under, idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's where you've got Google on your phone and you're holding it just off a camera like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I always feel that. We have like conference calls with Vortex every now and again. And I always fear they're going to ask me something very complicated about optics that I should know. And I'd be like, oh, I just, then you should like try to, that's the only good thing is learning all the Zoom call like tricks over the last year to try and get out of these things. Just turn yourself into a potato there. or something. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's 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 nice they do they gave us um well there's an old handbook that i looked through that they've got on um like their they've got a really nice dealer login thing um or distributor login thing and they've got like a handbook on optics and i'm like yes this is a great cheat sheet i'll just go through all of this to um to find out anything i need to know like um there's a color chart for showing how good optics are in terms of what you get in clarity and uh, color neutrality if you want to talk to anybody about optics um use the term color neutrality and what it means is like colors looking like they actually should um and so if anyone's using optics for like photography so a lot of people we get will get like a spotting scope um telescope uh, telescope that they want to use to photograph birds so they'll have like an adapter that fits their phone or whatever onto there that they can use to take photographs. They want the colours to be the same as what the bird actually is. 
So colour neutrality is a really important thing. Um, so yeah, you can say that and you'll sound really clever. We're all making notes. The thing is, I'll end up using it in completely the wrong context. Like, yeah. What about you, fool? I've got, <laughs> I've got really good colour neutrality on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> or tracking. It tracks yeah. really well. It's the other one. Box test. So you can make sure when you're, um, when you're dialing your scope, you can shoot four corners of a box and it will be a perfect um, uh, square. Uh, again, really important. If the tracking's not good, you end up out all over the place, but you should be able to dial, dial, dial. The same number uh, from left to right, down, left, uh, right, left, and then back up, and it will make a perfect square. Um, and then you should be able to do that out at 100 yards on a... Um, it depends if you use MRAD or MOA, but yeah. Um, but yeah, other little little bits and pieces like that. Um, so yeah, there's little industry terms you end up picking up, which are really nice that Vortex um, gave us an easy to digest uh, guide that you didn't just like go off on what you'd learned previously and just assumed was right. So yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Mike's got some uh, lovely comments that he... Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, been, uh, everyone's been very active in the chat. <laughs> Especially um... about your beard. <laughs> I've I've ignored all those. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got it in my Amazon basket. I must get it ordered and delivered to your house. It's one you can just hook on over uh, your ear holes. Yeah. We need to get more people on the show without facial hair. That's all. Essentially, full ZZ topped for next Wednesday. Pegasus says Vortex crossbow is probably the closest uh, to airsoft Vortex has gone. Uh, Will mill dot for a hundred meter. So, yeah. Uh, Pony Tony seven two nine says I bought a Spark AR when I first started airsoft. It's the one item I've kept and never sold. It's been shot so many times in four years and still not broken. That's that's good. <laughs> uh, talking of uh, letting people sort of see kit and bits and pieces like that, had to do that in the safe zone to someone in the safe zone. It was a bit of a debate as they couldn't wrap their head. Oh, sorry, this was the um, the scope being the wrong way around. Oh, um, yeah. As the uh, as around the bigger end being where your eye went. Mm. <laughs> around the bigger end being where your eye went. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pegasus says, "Shame I don't get commissioned on optic sales from lending them out." Uh, <laughs> yeah, to be honest, it was Pegasus that got me to buy both of mine. <laughs> I well, will. You, you can have a sticker pack. That will be. <laughs> there is a, a sticker on route. <laughs> or just give him a pat on the back. I just well done. <laughs> just from a distance with a broom is my. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Michael Perry says Strike Fire 2 is a great red dot. Mm -hmm. I love those. Uh, Pegasus, I have two micro three times boxes now. Is that the similar one to the aim point sort of style? Uh, no, the aim point one is like the crossfire red dot. The Oh, actually, I've got a demo kit. That is the Strike Fire 2. That's the kitty. Yeah. yeah. That's so, the mount. On their flip caps that every now and again people lose, um, but yeah, that's the one uh, that sits um, on there. Yeah, so this is a nice thing. Cantilever mount comes with this, which everybody always likes. They updated the bright red version of these that again has a stupid long runtime. Um, I want to say it's like fourteen years runtime on medium settings, so it will literally just last forever. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's one of them. That was my first ever optic. That was for airsoft. 
Yeah, I, I, I won it at combat. Did you? Um, yeah, at Rift Airshoft. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was, that was right. the first optic I ever had. I was running around with with a little IC captain. And yeah. I was like, oh, £10 for a raffle. Brilliant. I'll have that. Thank you very much. Oh, the optic is worth more than the gun. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <"Pop>, yeah. <laughs> That's an epic raffle win. I think the only thing I've ever won is yeah, like I'd be well impressed with that. Months. Yeah, that was I mean, good, that one. I've got to admit, I mean, I've always when it, when I started airsoft. I mean, I, I came into airsoft quite later in life. I mean, I wish I'd found it in my early twenties, but then on the same side, I wish I hadn't because I don't think I would have had a house now. Um, <laughs> would have been one big thing that could would have been a problem with the wife and kids. But <laughs> there we go. You're on the tent, um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, lovely tent. Yeah, yeah, spot on tent. Um, so I've always treated sort of scopes as more of like a bit of furniture to make the rifle look a bit better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's just yeah. not me. I guess whether that's just me being my naive. But since sort of getting a DMR over the last couple of years and sort of actually getting into purposefully targeting something. Yeah. And then obviously knocking about with the likes of Silly Gilly and Hutchie and all the other guys that have Kenny Empire Airsoft, for example. Yeah. Um, I've sort of become to grow in more of an appreciation for actually what an optic does do as opposed to just sort of like, yeah, it's just a bit of decoration on my riff. It makes it look a bit more special. So people have got it and then just shoot around it as they shoot it and they sort of, they've got it and it's on there. And you can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just walking just, in. On, on you've got like their rifle like that and they're like, yeah, just eyed it in and gone, yeah, he's there. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the rifle one side of the tree and he's looking the other. Yep. Yeah. Not live firing, yeah. not live firing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I've 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 got a more of an appreciation now to, as to what an optic can do and what it does. And obviously since watching a yeah. fair few vids regarding placement and things like that. Yes. Thought, yeah, so I'm uh yeah, so I'm, I now understand. I take it all back. Are an essential it, piece of kit. It's going back through to find all of those comments to be like, oh, I've got to get rid of this yeah, yeah. one, this Fuck. one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I might get our lawyers on the phone quick. <laughs> yeah. We don't have lawyers. What are you talking about? <laughs> the, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> I did not make that comment. No, I did not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's him. Um, yeah, but that's Strike Fire. That's the one I'm, I'm looking yeah. at. So. That's a nice bit of kit. Mm. What's have I got in my in my kit? Oh, they did their first gun. Um... This was my my favourite one. Was they did? See, I've even got the fancy box. Actually, the one thing that I always get really excited with that no one else is excited by are how good the boxes are now. Mm. Um, whenever I do an unboxing video now, I'm like, look how good the box is, and it's got like you know all the really nice printing on the inside. Uh, and everyone's like, yeah, cool. No, no, we don't care in the slides. <laughs> yeah. um, just just show us the optic. Um, was that they did a like a solar. Um, so the Spark Solar that they released last year, I think it was. Yeah, solar powered. Um, so again, stupid long runtime. I want to say it's like 20 years, something like that. But this is my, my new favourite. Um, just because it's solar powered. But also they do it on this little low mount. And they also do a skeletal mount that brings it up. Um, and it has buttons. It's we always debate in the office, like, do you prefer a dial like on uh, like on the crossfire that has the um, the dial for turning up the illumination, or do you prefer buttons? And I always like buttons. Um, I just think oh, it's, it, it looks neater. But oh, no. see, 
I did. See, I would no. say I prefer a dial because when you've got gloves on, it's just that. I'd, it's exactly it's what, just, if it's fiddly. Yeah. Yeah. See, oh, that's what I always get. Um, people tell me is that they they prefer having having like yeah when you're wearing gloves so you can just dial on there. They're wrong. I prefer the wearing Chris one. likes. <laughs> 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 it's what I it's what I refuse to sell to places, and they're like, oh yeah, no, I really want that because I dial. No, no, you're not buying that one. You've got that wrong. <laughs> you you have a choice, but you made the wrong you know, the wrong choice. So you're getting this. I know this is more money, but tough. I'm just going to invite you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, I like dials because if you're sitting there, it looks cooler when you're doing that. <laughs> than when you're looking down, if you're just doing that and mashing the side, you've got buttons. It's got to have a beep. It's got to go beep, 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 beep. Yeah, tactical beep. <laughs> See, I, I could just. As long as it hasn't I'm got not, the bang bang voice that comes out of it. Frequency mode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, the only other thing I... I well, I'll say the only other thing. The thing I really like about this as well is auto shut off, but auto turn on as well. So when you pick it back up, it turns itself back on, um, which is, again, mm. one of my favourite features because I always think about it for, like, for shows. Like, when we've done a show... We pack everything away and inevitably somebody ends up leaving loads of stuff turned on. And so you end up going to the next show and you're like, we left all of these turned on. So all the all the elimination and everything is dead on all of our optics. So you end up having to go back through and like quickly swap everything out. So you end up taking like a bucket of oh, what are they called? CR twenty thirty-twos. Um and like having to jam everything back in. Or you've got to go to like the nearest petrol station and buy like 70 bags of them. Uh and then you have to remortgage your house to do it. Um, but yeah, with these, they just turn themselves back um, off and then back on again. So, winner. Um, makes oh, no difference uh, to buttons and, and dials, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, is that one of uh, night vision compatible as well? Is all yes. the new Vortex stuff? Yeah, night vision compatible? they. I had someone ask me. Uh, I had someone ask me the other day on the new Strike Eagle one to eight that they've done. It's got two. It's got MV one and MV two uh, on there. And someone was like, "What? What is it?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, it's it's night vision." I was like, "Oh, wicked! They do night vision." Um, so yeah, I was really really impressed to see that come across. So yeah, more stuff coming now with night vision. Sometimes people contact me and like, the first two settings don't work, and I'm like, "No, they're night vision settings. You you won't see them. Don't worry, your optics isn't broken." Um, yeah. you... <laughs> oh, it just needs to be heated up. Just put it in the oven for like 30 minutes, and then it will just that will work. It's just um, there was a warranty in the States for a guy who he'd moved into a new house and he didn't have his gun safe. And so he was keeping his gun in the oven. So like AR um, in the oven. And he preheated his oven, forgetting his AR was in the oven uh, and just melted it. So <laughs> and it, he's got, they've got, what, he's got like the interview video with him. I'll see if I can find it. If I can, I'll send it to you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and they covered it on the, on the warranty, but yeah, it just melted his his rifle See, in the oven. This is what makes me think that some people shouldn't have access to firearms. <laughs> yeah, it's very questionable sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> it was. Um, I mean, it's a it's an interesting life choice uh, to 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 like you know forget about mm. your AR in the oven. Um, but yeah, I it was. I think that's the 
that's the best silly one I think <laughs> I've heard. Um, there was a cool one where a guy, I forget where he was serving, US um, infantry, he'd taken his binoculars with him into, um, into theatre uh, and he, he unfortunately uh, suffered like from an IED um, and his binoculars got caught up in everything and he took like what he had left of his binoculars I don't know how anyone got it back to him but took his like the bits of his binoculars sent it in the box to Vortex and were like look if you can fix them great if you can't I don't want them replaced I just want the binoculars back so Vortex were like we are fixing these I you know like it doesn't matter we'll put these back together and like completely rebuilt his binoculars with as much of the original parts and sent back to him um and like stuff like that's really cool to see mm, mm. um so no there's there's some stuff like some of the like the warranty stuff lots of it is people um i think the most common one ends up being people putting stuff on the roof of their car and driving off um and just like end up just breaking it and then going back and realizing they've just ruined a pair of binoculars gather all the stuff up send it back to us uh i'm trying to think of some of our, our funniest ones i haven't had one shot yet uh, there's a couple in the States where someone's left a spotting scope down one end of the range, gone to go and um, like start shooting, shot and just put a, a round right way through their spotting scope. Um, I've not had one of those yet. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, I'm trying to think something. Oh, I was going to say, if you had a red dot site that got shot out, it's probably not a funny story. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's not one yeah, that we live, want to buy a live round. It's probably yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's maybe yeah. It's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Airsoft, I think you'll just survive. I think airsoft <laughs> is totally, totally all right. Um, yeah, no. Some of the some of the ones. Um, some of our other ones. Every now and again, yeah, people just dropping them. Dog eating's always funny. Um, dog that's found binoculars. I've got one of those in the trophy cabinet in the office where this dog has just destroyed this pair of binoculars. Um, and, and yeah, it's just come back to us in just a ruined state and there was nothing we could do with it in the end. Uh, too much of it was like bent and chewed. Uh, bless. But yeah, so we end up some like that. Um, but no, the letters are, there was a guy who fell off. He wrote me a lovely letter and it was handwritten. Um, and explaining he was climbing over a stone wall with his rifle uh and just the stone wall collapsed and he sort of managed to throw himself out the way but the stone wall just ended up coming down on his rifle he sent me pictures of the rifle and his scope was just squashed um and i i wrote to him i was like can i use this letter he's like yeah but i'm in the industry so please don't use my name because um i don't want people to know <laughs> I <laughs> He managed to get not mentioned he ruined some sort of like I don't know. I assume it's a stone wall that had existed for a while and he managed to wreck it. So um yeah. <laughs> Potentially I, been in the place he shouldn't have been in, maybe. <laughs> I think the the worst, like just a general airsoft damage thing that I've seen was uh it was an urban assault, it was years ago, it must have been 15, something like that, years ago. And it was a guy rounding a corner on a low wall and his gun was just trailing behind him and he just took the stock. It was one of those like um, like Vietnam style M16s and the stock just disintegrated on the corner of this wall when he hit it. And he kept running for a couple more steps 
and then stopped and just looked and his gun was just like destroyed from the stock down. He's just like, oh. I had this sad like walk back <laughs> to the state. So <laughs> it's a ruined gun. And it was just like, oh. Yeah, oh. that's not a good day. Yeah. <laughs> no. Or um, watching a guy in game one um, on one of like the early support M60s that had all the plastic gears in it just strip immediately. Um, just like immediately started and then just dead. Um, no, I there's yeah, and that's when I'm looking. I think I'm always glad that we don't do a VIP warranty on like airsoft guns. Um, just for some imagine. of the stuff, yeah. <laughs> could you? <imagine? laughs> I'm pleased we don't do anything that you can do too many modifications to. Um, that's yeah. always reassuring. <laughs> One in from uh, Empire Airsoft, uh, here, Chris. Uh, can you ask Chris yep. if he's met Stephen Rinella? He is sponsored by Vortex and a huge American hunter, a hero of mine. I would that? love to meet um, Steve Rinella. Um, he seems like a really cool guy. Um, I've never met him. Um, he's replied to one of my messages is the closest we've come. Um, but no, I meet it has been like one of the best uh, um, advertisements for Vortex. Uh, the stuff he does is really, really cool. Mm. Um, it's between Steve Ranella and another guy called Remy Warren. Uh, and I saw through Remy Warren a scope that was being tested uh, pre-launch and before I'd seen a prototype of it and he had it on his rifle. I was like, that looks like, is that the prototype I saw? Um, and I was like, is that? and I messaged one of the Vortex guys, and I was like, is that like what I think it is? And he's like, yeah, it's out for testing at the moment. I was like, that's really cool. Um, so every now and again, you see some cool Vortex stuff that's maybe not released that turns up in like guys they sponsors, um, uh, like filming or something like that. Uh, they leaked a product on one of their podcasts a little while ago. Uh, that I saw and I was like, oh, that's interesting to know that that product might be coming out. What they said was this year. Um, and so, yeah, there's little bits, but no, love to meet Steve Rinella. Um, seems like a really nice, really cool guy, um, but not yet. I'm trying to think of the most famous shooting person I've met. Might be actually uh, from uh, like Pegasus, could be the most famous I think I've met. Um, it's um, it will come to nah. me. Well, I've really offended somebody that I've forgotten that I've met. Yeah, wait, wait for those messages to start pouring in now, Chris. Like, yeah. God, I can't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm uh, I walked past if any of you guys, the clay shooter George Digweed, MBE. Uh, I walked past him once. Um, I think that was the closest I came on there. Uh, no, every now and again, I think. I got recognised um, weirdly out of context uh, at a. I coached judo at a sports hall, um, and the guy came up to me, and he was like, "You're Chris," and I'm like, "Yep." Yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, can I ask you about like uh, an airsoft optic for a DMR?" And I was like, "Yes, I've completely." Realized what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I thought Stood you were like, ready like, for him. Like, what's it? <laughs> I was like, I thought you were going to ask me about like the rent. For, for the <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, I saw I saw a guy in Tesco wearing a Vortex baseball cap. And I looked and I was like, 
and I realised I'm wearing no Vortex gear. He has no reason to know. <laughs> did, you go, did you go and ask him for it? Excuse me. <laughs> I just looked and I was like, oh my God, I've nodded this guy. He's probably trying to work out like, and he's probably like every now and again, like I saw that guy in like the meat in like the cheese aisle and he nodded at me and he's trying to remember who he like, went to school with or something. And I'm just <laughs> following him around the supermarkets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That crossfire range. Oh, my, just, my dad gave me this cap. <laughs> we've um, so we probably better wrap it up because it's obviously it's getting a bit late now. Um, the last question I'll just throw in is from Silly Gilly. Says, Does Vortex not like, dislike airsofters because of the smash red dots from BBs? Uh, they've never specifically told me they hate airsofters, just Silly Gilly. Um, no. <laughs> hey, <there it> <laughs> <laughs> the call has been trolled. <laughs> they, no. they don't. Um, so, no, I've not had to ever be like, we need to rein this in or anything like that. The only thing they ever say is recommending, like, if you're playing CQB or something like that, it's always worth just having one of those Perspex protectors because mm. they cost like three quid or something. And it saves you the eight quid of sending it to me via raw mail. And then the waiting time, if it needs to be swapped out or repaired or anything like that. So we recommend precaution. We do a kill flash. Vortex do a few kill flashes. They exist out there. So personally, I always recommend running one. So, um, so you can buy a specific uh, sort of lens guard for uh, for your Vortex Optic, which yeah, sort of won't take away from the look as such. I think, I'm guessing that's why people don't tend to use the... Sort of the lens, like the, the fold-up lens protector is yeah. for, for the look. It's of it. the glass. You'll get an impaired vision through them because mm. you're putting right. another lens. And when it's perspex, it's perspex, so it's never the best. Mm. Um, but if you know you're putting it into a situation where you're going to end up shooting very, very close, there's always that risk from there. So, um, yeah, that's what I always recommend. Um, I don't think I've ever had a like a LPVO or anything like that shot out it's just red dots every now and again that we seem to get through but yeah i was going to ask andy if andy do you use protection on yours <laughs> what sort no. of protection do you use andy, before, you go, before you go storming in what sort of protection do you put on yours oh. and that's well. it right thanks for tuning in everyone <laughs> yeah. there had to be some sexual innuendo at some point yeah, exactly we had to get it in there at some point <laughs> on the um Right, cool. Well, thanks, Chris, ever so much for coming on, mate. It's, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, Very well, thank you for having sure me. We'll have, definitely have to have you on in the future if, you, if you're willing to come back. Because yeah, I'll, yeah, I just, I'll bring just some more. Find kit. out more about the US Army stuff. It'd be interesting to see how that sort of plays out. I will try and remember the stuff I'm meant to, to actually tell you or allowed to tell you. Um, <laughs> it's not that I really know anything. It's just I try to remember what I, what I shouldn't lie about. But um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. No, it's been brilliant, um, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. If anyone wants to get in touch with us, uh, you can do so on our email, which is nofochat at hotmail.com. Instagram is november underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. And our website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. And uh, in, in sort of celebration, I guess, of Chris coming on the show, we've actually got a new discount code um, that's been uploaded to the website today. Uh, it's with Optics Warehouse. You can now get a 5% discount using the code november uh, no, uh, novfox5. Um, there are a few little T's and C's on there, but they're all on the website. Um, so if you're interested in 
basically buying buying some Vortex kit, you can get it from Optics Warehouse and you can get 5% off. Or if um, if Kenny gets his uh, his arsing gear and sorts some stuff out for Empire Airsoft, um, <laughs> there's also the Empire Airsoft discount code on there as well, um, yes, which I think is 10%. Is it 10? I think it's 10%, maybe. It I think it might be 10%. I'll check in. Before I, before I get... <laughs> no, it's five. Sorry, 5% on Empire as well. Um, yes. Sorry, yeah. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny's saying, I'm going, fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get some messages later. Uh, <laughs> Ten. Uh, <laughs> I'll never sign up for that. Uh, <laughs> um, so next week, we're going to be doing a, a bit more of a, a Q&A session. Um, we're going to have uh, a little bit of a debrief as well from the, the Legion event. We didn't want to kind yes. of distract from Chris uh, being on the show this week. Um, so we'll be doing that next week. Um, but in the meantime, unless anyone's got anything else they want to throw into the chat. No, I'm good. No, no science this week to cover. Didn't, be, didn't get any science done. So No science. No science. Potentially science <laughs> being done between now and next Wednesday. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. Well, in the meantime, keep your Kamwata Garax up to date, which is the yes, uh, is. combat airsoft mobile weapons assisted targeting and ground air recce automated comm system sorted out. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Keep it go. on point, chaps. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, Cheerio. See ya.